sums it all up. Arsenal, the cream of the crop. Welcome to the 82nd edition of the Gouda Podcast, recorded on the Monday evening after Arsenal's first Premier League win of the current season at home to Swansea, Star- C- uh, Swansea City. This podcast is sponsored by the website for all your unofficial Arsenal t-shirt needs, gunashirts.com. I'm your host, David Udo, and my thanks to Kevin Witcher for filling the hot seat for the series of podcasts featuring some more established media types from the Mirror, the Telegraph and the Arsenal Supporters Trust. First up, we've shaken things up a bit to give you a new voice on the panel. A bit of an, a Maori Bischoff, in that verbally he's an unknown quantity, but he's unlikely to do anything worse than our regulars. He contributes his thoughts from the Barnet Hills on a regular basis to the online Goonia website, so he's promised to prepare us an Indian meal if he's invited back again. So, we're all hoping he's a hit. It's a warm welcome to Mr. Pradeep Kachala. Hello. Excuse me. Next up, he was spotted before the Swansea game doing some Vox, <laughs> some Vox, Vox Puck interviews on camera in Drayton Park. Is that true? Yes, I'm embarrassed about it, but yes, it's true. Okay, with some sporting sunglasses for some reason whilst doing so, and no one isn't going, isn't going to recognise um, what you he, he looks like from the pro- podcast, but what the hell. It's a welcome return to he of the mid-80s hairstyle and the complicated <laughs> love life. It's Mr Joe Broadfoot. I'm trying to look like Charlie Nicholas. You look more like... <laughs> No, don't Jack Nicholson, <laughs> maybe. I got told I look, I got told I look like Rod Hull, and that was quite an insult. I was going to say Carlos Puyo, but... Thanks, oh, yeah. I can live with that. <laughs> really? That. Sort of. Um. And finally, last but by no means least, still enjoying the first months of fatherhood, but quite evidently not yet under the thumb, as he's here this evening in a run of witty form after editing the letters in the current issue of the Gooner, it's hello to Mr Mark Ollington. That's the best intro I've ever had. So <laughs> whoever wrote that, thank you very much. Um, okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm glad you're all, all, all pleased, I'll put it that way. Um, Mr Pradeep, um, let's start with you and the Champions League. What are your predictions for the finishing order of Arsenal's group starting tomorrow night against Borussia Dortmund? I think we'll come second, as we usually do. We'll probably we've got enough good home form in, historically in the Champions League against foreign teams at home. So Man United aside, even beat Barcelona last season. So we'll go through um, probably second. I don't see us winning the group. I think tomorrow is going to be tough. And uh, yeah, second round get knocked out, and you know that's us for the season. Really, I don't see us going any further than that in the Champions League. We're bangling about finish second in arguably the worst division we could possibly be. Having said that, it's an awful lot better than it was last year. We did struggle to finish anywhere apart from second. Mark? Take that one saying on their hit of yesteryear. <laughs> everything changes. And this year, things will change. And I honestly believe... I come across here tonight, Dave, thinking, don't be negative. The people out there in podcast land get sick and tired of the constant hatred towards the team. But, sorry, listeners... I do believe we'll come third or fourth. Even though the opposition isn't particularly strong, after watching that Swansea game, which I'm sure you got onto at some point, so I won't dilly-dally on on that, 
are honestly believe this is the worst Arsenal team since the mid-80s. It is unbelievable how far we've fallen in just a few games. And that Man United defeat, the 8-2, which also might go on a bit later on, I'm not quite sure. But that has knocked the stuffing out of the entire team. And I know we might have found a few more players since, but I believe when Wenger, when he says that confidence has been totally smashed by that re- re- game, I think with regards to tomorrow, it's come far too quick. I can see nothing than a 3-4-0 defeat. I really can't see us picking up that many points at home. We will come third at best and be a night of UEFA Cup on a Thursday. Bloody hell, that, that's absolutely terrible. Uh, Joe, I'll, I'll, t- I'll turn around to you and say, look, look, according to our league, we're playing against the fifth or sixth best team in France, um, maybe the third or fourth best team in Germany, and Olympiakos from Greece. Surely we're going to win it. I don't think we're going to win every game. And oh, for fuck's be, sake. A draw will be fine in the first game, particularly as it's away from home. You so I'll, I'll settle for a draw. Um, I'm not sure we're going to get a draw, but I don't think we're going to get... I don't think we're going to get hammered away from no. I'm not seeing it like that. And, uh, and I really think, uh, as Prani said, I think we'll finish second in the group. I think that's, that's um, a possibility, a distinct possibility. We shouldn't get too carried away by a heavy defeat against Manchester United. What we've do you mean we should get carried well, away? We've lost a defeat 134 years. Well, wait a minute. Do you remember the team that lost 6-1 at Manchester Six, United? 8-2 is so different to 6-1. To me, it's I'm not one goal one. difference. No. We had a penalty that was safe. What's worse, 6-1... Eight or, two, or nine, eight, three, three, or ten four. Ten four. Ten, and the four. reason is, is I've, ne- <laughs> I've seen Arsenal win 6-1 many times in my life. I've never seen, seen us win 8-2. Yeah, to concede eight goals is disgusting. Uh, well, and the funny thing is that could be 15, 16, seven, six, six, like 17 goals. That eight goals was kind to us. That mm. is the worst game I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Mm. I'm mm. sorry if I preempted any questions, but that result is unforgivable in every single step of the road. It is disgusting. Well, it's absolutely fine. I, I mean, there's, there's nothing more for my impression of Colin Murray introducing Arsenal on Thursday night, live <laughs> from Emirates Stadium, Arsenal versus Dynamo Zagreb. You know, um, it's a far more important thing to talk about the six-goal defeat in Manchester on the, on the final weekend of August. Was it out of our system? Um, was it a turning point for the club or indication where we're headed? Um, Anyone ignoring the fact that United's team was an awful lot younger than, than Arsenal's? Um, Mr. Guest Punter, what, 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 <laughs> what, what, what's your, your feeling about this arguably worst, worst weekend as an yeah. Arsenal fan? I only found out the other day my wife was videoing me as the eighth goal went in and stuck it on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> you got a very kind wife there, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually watched a game with her when we've won. I mean, it's been instances where we've been 2 0 up. And she'll come and we lose three two. It's that bad. Can I suggest you might get divorced from your missus? <laughs> <laughs> she'll listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's a lovely lady. I'm sure she's done it as well. You're a good-looking man. But I will say, you know, if it's going to result in this Friday, you've got to stop it, mate. And that was the worst performance of it. I mean, of what being an Arsenal for 20 years, and there was no fight in the team. They made simple errors, and you, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. The average age of United was a few months younger. And what's interesting about that is the players that they bought in the summer and in, in January, Smalling and Jones, both had the opportunity to play for Arsenal. Mm. Both had the opportunity to sign for Arsenal. Mm. And maybe a couple of years ago, they probably would have gone. And now you're getting younger players who actually would rather go and try this look at Man United and maybe fight for mm. it to first team place. Rather than go to someone like Arsenal, you're getting for the team, but you might not improve as a player. Very good point, mate. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a very good point. I, I mean, as, as someone who was so depressed about the start of our season, 
I actually spent that weekend in Brighton with my girlfriend, no word of a lie, and she said, oh, Arsenal play Manchester United on the Sunday afternoon, do you want to watch it? And I said, actually, no. And we were um, just going past the bookshop, and she said, oh, have a look um, in, that, um, in that pub and uh, take a quick look at the, uh, at the score. What's the worst that can happen? At that point, we were 2 nil down after half an hour, and I, I just turned around to her. And I regret saying this, saying there's no need to watch this. It'll only only get worse. Now, the next time we're in a conversation like that, you know, I, I need to say we're going to bump into two other women, you know, or something like that. It'll be, it'll be absolutely fine. But, but Joe, your thoughts on that 8-2, the biggest loss since the 1897-1898 season? Well, it was particularly painful for me because I was sat in a pub that filled up with Spurs fans. So you can imagine their delight. They were saying you're even worse yeah. than Spurs. So, That's yeah, what they were charging. Yeah. So that, 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 yeah. on a day where Spurs got beaten five one, mm. normally we'd be dancing in the streets and having a right laugh against Spurs. At their expense. And that seemed like a really good result in comparison to ours. But no, I don't totally agree with it because oh, I, I come think on. no because let me have my say, Mark. You're so aggressive <laughs> today. What's come over you? We need you in the team. But on that Sorry, day, no. we, we would have needed a Mark Ollington playing in midfield. You know, biting everyone's legs. That's the sort of spirit that was missing. But the thing is, that team, when I saw that lineup, I thought, well, we're going to get hammered at least 4-0. My prediction was a 4-0 defeat. When I saw the, the fixtures, the way they came in, I thought, well, we'll get one point probably out of this. And that's the way it's turned out. I didn't get the Udinese stuff right at all because I thought we'd go out. I thought we'd be out of the Champions League. So we've done slightly better than I expected. I thought we'd only draw at Newcastle because the team is too weak. He's now... Arsene Wenger's obviously, you know, through the transfer window, suddenly decided at the last minute to, to strengthen the team, or the powers that be decided we needed to strengthen the team, and, and that's, that's what's happened. So I, I'm, not, I'm not overly disappointed, because the results... We've got exactly the number of points I expected at this stage of the season. OK, we took a heavy defeat, but if that resulted in us strengthening the squad, then so be it. I can accept that. Probably itching to say something. I think the only thing you've got to remember about this game is... Every fucking goal went in the top-hand corner. Every mm. goal. Ashley Young scored two screamers. Wayne Rooney scored, what, two free kicks? Yeah. I mean, they, they probably won't get a day like that in the next... If they score eight goals all in the top corner again all season, United, they'll probably laugh. And maybe they've used all their luck up already. It, it, it's, it's an odd thing. It's an odd thing. I, I mean, I, I was seriously anticipating the awful, awful result and an absolute spanking. Um, it did remind me during the Liverpool game at home when we went 1-0 down and rather than sort of having everyone around me going, fucking come on Arsenal, let, let's do it, come on, let, let's do it, let's win sort of 2-1 or 3-1. As soon as we conceded the first goal, everyone around me just went, ah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it was a retirement that oh we, we've lost. Yeah, we, we're losing one nil. We should probably include a second goal in the injury time at the end. And lo and behold, we did. Um, I'm very very worried that there there appears to be a well, what's the fucking point um, attitude yeah. amongst the Arsenal? Fans. What worries me about what Joe just said there, you know, and nothing against you, Joe, at mm. all, mate. I think you're a top fella, but you said I expected only to only get one point out of those first three matches. Mm. Now the Arsenal of two three years ago. Mm. That shows how far we've actually fallen. Mm. If you, if the team, uh, if people were saying before the Man United match, I oh, expect to get absolutely hammered today because you've got like a, you know, loads of players missing. Well, the reason why we have players missing is because we always, always have loads of injuries, don't we, every single season. Mm. We've got to be prepared mm. for that. United had Vidic out, Ferdinand out. We also had lots of suspensions.
venture was all our own fault. Now, a decent manager, a manager with some gumption and some gusto, would have recognised you know, players like Cole Jenkinson playing, but he played a bit of Premier League football. And he would have said, you know what, lads? Let's get beat 2-0 today. Let's get beat 3-0. Let's put 10 men behind the ball. It doesn't matter about playing expansive, free-flowing, marvellous football. And a decent manager would not have made that team be utterly, totally humiliated. Because that's what it totally was. I mean, he probably makes a very good point all the goals in the top corner. The fact of the matter remains, mate, it could be 15-16-0. They were cut us apart at every single opportunity. And players like Chesney, who's had a brilliant season, actually, mm, mm. is it fair to him to concede eight goals in one game? And I honestly believe, whatever happens now, whether we win the Champions League, ha-ha-ha, whether we win the Premier League, this will always be the year we've got being 8-2 by Man United. This isn't a 5-0 defeat or a 6-0 defeat. This is an 8-2 defeat. And it's disgusting. I went to Athens for a weekend away, the minute after that. All anyone could speak about was us getting beaten 8-2 by Man United. Mm. We are the laughing stock of Europe. Mm. And it's happened because of being negligence, totally and utterly. He didn't buy in the summer, he bought mm. a few kids. And the fact that matter is, people go, oh, it's okay, he's bought a few players in the transfer window. We're still, at the minimum, £60 million in profit with regards to players. It's disgusting. And that result was disgusting. And, you know, I used to love and adore Arsene Wenger. But yeah, the fact we got beaten 8-2 in that game is negligence. End of story. We did not need to get beaten by that amount. And it I makes me so angry. I can't disagree with um, your argument. Mark, in as much as you're saying the manager's been negligent. He clearly has, but he's finally smelt the coffee or somebody's stuck his head in the coffee pot and said, you know, Arsene, look around you. Do you see a strong squad here? Is this squad going to compete for the Premier League? Is it even going to compete in the top four? Had he not bought those players on transfer deadline day, I'd say no way. We weren't even going to get near the top four. Now I think we might, we might just make it. So that defeat... That defeat might be the beginning of, of something not great, but something a bit better. But do you think, Joe? I mean, I honestly believe in my heart of hearts. I think Mertesacker could be a brilliant signing. I don't buy these too slow at all. And I also think, um, what's he called it? Arteta could be really great as well. But I believe those players were bought because Wilshire and Vermarlin, he knew, were injured. I don't reckon he even got being eight to or not. He mm. would have signed those players had those players not have been injured. I think, you know, we might have got a couple that Park might have come in. But I think it's absolute bollocks that we sign those. We've got the thing 8-2 by Man United. He signed them because he had to. He's got more long-term injuries. I don't know if there's more to it than me today, actually, whether it's Wenger who didn't buy the players in the summer or what I've been hearing on other websites mm. is mm. that the club are prepared to spend the money on the fee but not match the wages. Mm. As we found out about Mikel Arteta taking £10,000 a week. To move to yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's it's a fair comment uh, you've just made there, Freddie, because because one of the stories I got uh, immediately after the Arsene Wenger situation, uh, Arsene Wenger losing to Manchester United situation, he kind of put that team that team out as if to turn around to Ivan Gazidis, who by the county can't stand, um, and, and um, oh Peter Hillwood, uh, and ideally someone like Sam Cranky, and go, okay, I'm going to play your players that's how we get on we lose 8-2 and, and then at that point it gets the phone up and say right as per my previous um, suggestion can I have the money to buy some proper grown up fucking players but he did spend money though, did he he spent £10 million on that motorcycle wherever it was in FS. but we still when you add in Javinio to that when you add in um, Oxlade Chamberlain that was £12 million we still made £16 million profit profit and what whatever happens on transfers. the transfer kitty whatever happens to the transfer kitty that never seems to be touched yet 
I mean, this time it wasn't touched effectively. Yeah. It wasn't was it? touched. Because, no, we made yeah. sixteen million pounds. We made three extra million pounds on season ticket prices going up mm. and ticket prices going up. Mm. Plus sixteen million pound minimum from tra- transfers. That's almost twenty million pounds. We're up. Yeah, it's mental. It's fucking mental. I know the financial fair play rules are coming in, but we've gone far too much in a conservative direction. You look at someone mm. like Man City, and that's a pretty aggressive transfer mm. policy. Mm. We're mm. polar opposite of them, and it's too mm. conservative. Mm. Mm. It, and it, who knows if these fair play rules are ever going to have proper effect in, in the Premier League? We don't know for certain. It, even it, though they've said it's going to happen, do we know for sure? There'll be bookkeeping ways around it, yeah, Joe. It won't yeah. have any bearing whatsoever. That's, that's I, what I, I, I can't, can't but think it's a very, very odd um, st- um, stance taken by Arsenal, which is, well, in fairness, if by the end of this season they're going to make the um, illegal, uh, Ill- sorry, um, financial. Um, bits and bobs very very different so if you um, try and spend more money than you actually make oh they'll come after you well no one seems to give a flying fuck I mean Paris Saint-Germain have gone out and spent an awful lot of money than Arsenal Um, the same can be said of Manchester City I'm pretty certain they won't care if they then go and somehow win the European Cup by any stretch of imagination I I think Arsenal are completely blissing it on everyone else Mm. I mean, there's even a random Russian team now are paying. How much are you paying for? Oh, Ar- Arsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Apparently, they want Arshavin as well. Um, uh, yeah. they, they were offered, but my understanding was they were offered him by Arsenal. Oh, really? But um, he was like, no, I don't want to go for essentially Millwall um, <laughs> out in Russia. Um, yeah, £300,000 a week they're playing um, Samoletto with no tests. That's amazing. What, what gets me is we probably have every Premiership team actually spent the very least. Has any other team made £16 million profit minimum? So therefore, we're probably net spent the least team in the Premier League. And everyone was saying in the sum we had to strengthen. Even the AKBs that listen to this now have effigies of, of my face and putting pins in it. Even mm. they were saying in the summer we had to strengthen the MT. Mm. When you look at the players that have come in, the players that have come out, we are no better off, are we? We're probably worse off because you know, Fabregas and Nasri have left the team. Now, and even though I think Artes is a brilliant player... It isn't the same calibre, is it? He's 29 mm. years of age, injury-prone, coming towards the end of his career. I, mean, I, give, I give the guy a chance. I think he looked great for a half against Swansea. But at the end of the day, to use a football cliche, we have, we're a weakened team now. But we've made a lot of money. I mean, what's happened to this 20 million quid that we're making from, you know, well, syndicates and the potential profits? Where did that 20 million pound go? Well, our 20 million pounds. Yeah, the one that we made for profit in the uh, transfer window. What, um, what, what will happen to that? Fuck knows. It, it, it's a fair question, but ultimately the end of season transfer window is shut now, and all we've got are those players that we are going to be stuck with certainly for the rest of the uh, rest of the season. I mean, I mean, Pradeep, uh, excuse me. Um, what do you think about the new signings after, uh, admittedly, after having seen the season? Uh, sorry, seen Saturday's game. I know that you'd like to have seen that, but unfortunately, you were on a stag do. Fair play. You had the right idea, mate. No, I saw it in the pub, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Left a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth because you're like, well, why didn't you do this three months ago? I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. My personal view is if they went after Arteta in June, Man United would have signed him up or Chelsea would have signed him up because they were on the lookout for a similar pair of similar ilk. They wanted a Modric, they're looking for a duplication to Skulls, and he would have fit the bill perfectly. So. But even then, even then, he was always the player that Wenger wanted to bring in. When you used to hear it every year, he'll be the one that he'll bring in when Fabregas goes. 
Murtasaka, I think the jury's still out. Um, he didn't really impress me that much on. It's going to take him a while to get used to the Premier League. And I like Jovino. Um, Park, don't see the point in that. Really don't mm. see the point in that. Um, well, it's, it'll sell an awful lot of uh, Arsenal shirts in yeah. South Korea, I'm sure. But then, I, you know, I just don't see the point of getting players on loan. I mean, the last one we had was Baptista, and he <laughs> was great, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it's just Liverpool scored once, didn't he? Like that. I think before goal did Liverpool. <laughs> is he allowed to play against Chelsea, Ben Oyun? Not so. When sure we have the next injury crisis and Chelsea loom, mm. no, he, he won't be allowed. Stands, won't be allowed. Mm. Yeah. Playing Carl Jenkinson in midfield. Mm. Wow. <laughs> oh, poor bloke. I like Carl Jenkinson. I mean, he's, he's an Arsenal fan, and he's been overexposed too quickly. Carl Jenkinson, the man who, uh, having it pointed out in the Manchester United game by Theo Walcott, saying "Don't get sucked up to the halfway line," he decided to mouth exactly his permission of fuck off every single time he mm-hmm. had the idea put to him um, Mark how do you think about the new signings um, I think if we had some other players to go with him a lot of them are very good I think Javinho obviously only seen him play once but potentially <laughs> he could be okay um, Arteta if he stays free of injury could be alright um, Park who knows <laughs> hard to say Jenkinson can't quite figure that out but give the kid benefit of the doubt Oxley chamberlain Hard to say <laughs> once again. Yeah. It's it not. Do you know what? I don't mind us signing youth. I don't mind us signing experience at all. But we really need one or two what I call proper kind of players. People say we have got lots of experience with Ben Ayun and also with Arteta. But the fact remains is that really Arteta's. I mean, Ben Ayun's only here for, what, for one season max. Um, mm. Arteta's. We we just need more. I'm not saying these players we haven't got aren't any good, but we need more. I, I think I agree with you. I think we signed some really, really good first reserves within the uh, within the in, uh, entire playing squad. Unfortunately, they do look as though they're going to start absolutely everywhere. I mean, Joe, where do you stand? Is Javinho actually a proper player, or is he Emmanuel Abue in disguise, or um, is Alan, uh, sorry, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain going to be the new Theo Walcott, or the fact that he was not on the bench on Saturday means that he's essentially cost twelve million pounds and been told to fuck off back to school. Uh, well, that's a quite a long question, but I'd say <laughs> answer it, Joe. I'm, I'm going to do go my best to answer it quickly. But Oxlade Chamberlain, Oxlade, you just have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure about Sorry, it at Jeff. this stage because it wasn't really fair to judge him coming on very late against uh, Manchester United. So his first first team appearance is in a eight two defeat, and well done, we've Bingo. already said enough about yeah. that. Um, so I'm not going to judge him on that. Uh, Jenkinson, I'm not convinced about him at all so far, but I think it could be one for the future. But it needs a few, you know, to look at a few coaching manuals or have somebody hit him on, over the head with one. <laughs> And then the other guys I'm quite happy with, pretty much. Uh, even Ben Ayun, I, th- I think Ben Ayun might be here for the long stay, even after his loan. He may well stay on a bit longer if it all fits in. If he fits in with what's going on at Arsenal Football Club, who knows if he will, though. Arteta, if he, if he stays fit, it could be an excellent signing. Jovino, well, I think, I think he's, he's good. What I've seen so far, pre-season, he, he looked, uh, looked pretty sharp, scored two goals his first game. That's not bad. Um, and Murtasaka Murtasaka he looked a bit um, a little bit um, lacking in pace I mean he's going to yeah. have to get used to the Premier League but Murtasaka 
it was just great to see somebody that tall in the Arsenal defence, and that alone made it worthwhile seeing him there for me. Um, so, so yeah, and then there's, there's Park. He scored a fantastic hat-trick uh, for his country against Lebanon. OK, Lebanon, not the best international side, but Put if you saw his goals, if you saw his goals, you'd be impressed. Um, and then, effectively, um, Miyaichi is a new signing as well because he's got his work permit. Oh, Rio Miyaichi, yeah. Yeah, so mm. let's not forget him. Is he playing um, the Carling Cup next week, do you think? I think he's injured. injured. Yeah. No, flipping. He's got a half He's flipping, team. Seriously. Yeah. I paid £10 for a Carling Cup ticket to watch him, but he's not, he's not playing. Same Liverpool <laughs> pay. He looks useful in the England side. Yeah. In the England 21 side last week. That's fair enough, actually. Mm. So um, Lansbury, but I can get a game for us, I can't Oh, that's a joke. <laughs> Francis Coquelin get the game above him I'm not too sure about that because I, I really like Coquelin I've been watching this Coquelin class. Van I call him yeah I call him Coquelin as well I thought, that, I thought I had the copyright on that but obviously not the same joke we, we all stole it from each other but Coquelin I think is a decent decent player I've rated him above Frimpong and I've been proved completely wrong about that because Frimpong's been on fire apart from getting like that red card I've been so impressed with Frimpong he's massive Frimpong yeah. like massive He's got a very nice wee afro, I suppose. Mm. No, he's like body. He's like he's nineteen. It's huge. I've been to the gym like quite a lot the last year. I've still got a beer belly. Look at the size. How's he doing it? I don't know. He's, we we should invest in it. Whatever pills Arsene Wenger's given him. Not saying he is, of course. But he did used to give him creatine. So maybe yeah. frimpong's got some special special recipe. Bad now. Crack cocaine's on to now. I think. Uh, just just to finish um, from left to right, based on everybody we've signed over the course of the summer, who's going to turn out to be Thierry Henry and who's going to turn out to be Colin Pates? Starting uh-huh. with you, Pradeep. Colin Pates. Come on, that's easy. It's going to be Jenkinson, unfortunately. Oh no. Um, Thierry Henry. I want to go for Chamberlain. Interesting. Why Colin Pate? I don't think he had a bad game for Arsenal. He's just never picked. Oh, just piss off. Against Ben <laughs> in the home leg, he was the best player of being 3 1 in 91 92 season. Don't, like miss, don't miss my anyway, question. Anyway, best player I think will be Arteta just for this season. Uh, and I'd say the worst player, sadly, that we signed will probably be Jenkinson. I can't. And, but you know what? Even though Wenger's a nincompoop sometimes these mm. days, to sign a player that's played five games or is for Charlton in League One, mm. there must be something about him. There must you know, be. Like when, well, I'm looking for you it. You know, one of your mates <laughs> is going out with a really uh, ugly munter, and you think to yourself, mm. why is he going out with her? As you must be really good at the old sex. There's got to be mm. some reason. Maybe Carl Jenkins has got a really nice personality. I'll tell you <laughs> what, what Carl Jenkinson is good at. He's, he's quite a decent mm. passer of the ball, and he's quite, quite quick. So I've got to give him... I mean, he's got the raw materials to, to become a really good right-back, but it's just that I'm very worried about his awareness. Yeah, we, you know we haven't mentioned? That Santos dude. Oh, yeah, Santos. We forgot yeah. about him, didn't we? Any left-back who has the number 11 shirt, as far as I'm <laughs> yeah. concerned, is something to be scared shitless. I forgot about that. It's like Gattis wearing number 10. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners will be up in arms now, going, we want to hear your comments about Santos. Yeah. Do you say it for next time? Or do you ma- mention it now, Dave? We're going to have to save that for next time. Okay, so man. we will ha- have to take a short <laughs> break before continuing our next podcast. I'm very, very sorry, Joe. People are just going to have to tune for the next one. Uh, but, as, <laughs> but as always, just to mention that if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, our address is gunapodcast at gmail.com. So with that, it's the usual thanks to our sponsors, gunashirts.com, and it's goodbye from Pradeep. Goodbye. From Joe. Santos. <laughs> And finally, Mark. Santos.
We'll be back soon. I'm your host, David Udo, and thank you very much for listening. La di da di da, la di da di di, all good friends and jolly good company. Way.